Hello, friends. Welcome to Josiah Venture Stories. You will hear incredible stories of life change from the mission field and be inspired by the movement of God in Central and Eastern Europe. I'm your host, Gwen Gardner, and I am so excited to share today's conversation with you. Today on the show is Ben Robertson. Ben met his wife, Sarah, in 2012 while they were both serving as Josiah Venture's summer interns in the Czech Republic. During that experience, they developed a deep desire to serve full-time in Czech as they witnessed young people being deeply impacted by Jesus. They began dating after their second summer in Czech and were married in 2014. Ben and Sarah now live in Usti with their children, Phoebe, Jaden, and Chloe. They serve on the regional team, helping to equip, train, and disciple youth leaders in their city and the Northwest region of the Czech Republic. Ben and Sarah desire to come alongside the churches in their region to see disciples multiplying, leaders strengthened, and the churches empowered to live out the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. Ben completed a master's in transformational leadership from Bethel Seminary before starting his service with Josiah Venture. And he is passionate about equipping, training, and coaching transformational leaders. Ben, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. This is exciting because I like you. I like your story. I, li- I just like to talk with you. So, <laughs> No, this is great. And thank you so much. This is fun. Well, right here at the beginning, is there anything else that the people should know about you, your family, where you're from originally? Something like that. Yeah. Totally. Well, I am from the cold and snowy state of Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. Um, (laughs) Minnesota. Oh, yeah. I come from way up there in the north. The north. Um, But yeah, I do have some fond memories growing up with all those snow days. We used to, um, you know, pile up the snow and jump off the deck. So yeah, from Minnesota, I have four sisters, a couple couple other fun facts. I, I used to teach special education and oh, okay. love loved it. Um, another <laughs> interesting fact, I used to ride, show, and train Arabian horses. What? I did not know yeah. this about you. <laughs> <laughs> like Arabian Nights? Like Aladdin? Like <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, I was. Yep. Yep. Um, no, it was it was a passion that that grew from when I was little, and then when I was ten, I started taking lessons and absolutely loved it. So wow, do you still yeah. ride? Get to ride horses? Um, unfortunately, not much um, here, but I do still have a, a great relationship with the horse farm that I grew up going to. So when I'm back in the states, I love to go go for a ride if I can. <laughs> yeah. Or horses. This is amazing. Did not know. Yeah. Did not know that this was this the turn that would take in this interview. No. Yeah. So, anyways, those are. I, I mean, I do have another one. Um, I can't stand green olives or black olives. I don't know. Oh. Are you? You're, are you an olive fan? Well, listen. I like green. Do not like black. Do not like black olives. And then I like the purple ones, the Kalamata olives. Nice. I like those. I like those. Nice. <laughs> the yeah, stuffed, I stuffed ones with garlic. <laughs> I have not been adventurous to try it. <laughs> yep. Okay, so you love horses, hate olives. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what else do we need? What else do we need? 
We're done. Interview over. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, well, I would love also to hear more about your journey of faith. Like, what what did that look like mm-hmm. for you? Yeah. I um, encountered Jesus at an early age. Uh, I literally grew up um, embedded in a really strong Christian community and Christian family. Um, from the earliest memories, I, I just remember being infatuated by the stories of Jesus. Uh, I was definitely the church kid who sat in the front row of Sunday school. And I was always perplexed by those felt boards where they put funny images of Jesus yeah. <laughs> and his disciples. Um, but yeah, I, I just remember from a very early age being curious and wanting to know more about who Jesus was. So then I think around the age of, I don't know, five or six, I, I remember pretty distinctly, I I summoned a family meeting, so I brought my parents, and we met on their bed, which was extra special. And um, I just drilled them with questions about heaven and hell and eternity. And um, they, yeah, they pointed my eyes to Jesus. And the cool part is after we prayed and after I knew, like, yeah, this is what I want, um, I ran downstairs to the basement where we had these old tethered couches. And this was the only furniture in the house where we were allowed to jump on. And I just went down there. I was like, I'm going to heaven. (gasps) Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it was. How old were you? I I think I was like six, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Okay. So from there, just continued. (laughs) Yeah. The the joy. (laughs) Absolutely. So, I mean, there were there were lots of ups and downs. Um, I yeah. would say around middle school area, there kind of came that point in my faith where I um, had a lot of questions, had a lot of doubts. Um, I'd also kind of been asking that question of like, what can the church do for me mm-hmm. rather than how could I serve? Um, how could I be involved here? And so I, I had a youth um, leader who invited me on a canoe trip actually. And yeah, it was, it was pretty pivotal. I, I just remember like, I, I really want this to to know Jesus, to follow Jesus, um, and to be part of building His kingdom. So, yeah, from there, like I said, many more ups and downs. But um, I'm thankful, thankful for, mm, thankful for mm-hmm. where where He's where He's led. For sure, yeah. yes, yeah. There's always ups and downs. Being a child of God, <laughs> goodness. Yeah. Amen. 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 Uh, well, then, how did you get connected with JV? So you like you interned. Tell me, what is that? What is that story? Yeah, the the story actually starts in high school. Um, our youth pastor started leading teams and started partnering with Josiah Venture, mm-hmm. and he was leading short term teams um, here to the Czech Republic. And so I, I remember uh, he approached me one one youth group and asked if I would consider coming. And, and very clearly, I was like, uh, no thanks. I think. I'm good. And, and he's like, okay, we'll pray about it. And so I uh, continued to pray about it. And he came back and asked again. And I was like, okay, well, maybe. And then, you know, by the third ask, I was, I was in. But <laughs> really that, that, first, um, that first English camp that I got to be part of, um, I met some really incredible uh, Czech students. And there was specifically one student, um, atheist, and just very open and honest about their walk and their journey and their life. And, you know, through camp and after camp during the homestay, we, we developed a friendship mm-hmm. um, and we stayed in touch when our team went back to the States. And I, I just remember 
um, one day opening up a Facebook messenger back then. And yeah, I just remember um, seeing the the message that he decided to become a Christian and to follow Jesus. Oh, wow. And yeah. And so I, I watched, it was like, I got to watch this transformation happen. Um, and the next summer he ended up being in front of the camp, sharing his testimony. And today he's now a pastor and a church planter um, here in this country. So wow. That story completely changed um, the trajectory of my life. Mm -hmm. So then when I was in college, I was really hoping to get a longer term experience in Czech and said, let's do this internship. So um, that's when I ended up meeting Sarah. Ah, And and yeah, the rest is history. The rest is history. And now you and Sarah have been married 10 years. 10 years this this summer. Wow, a decade together. 10 years, (laughs) yep, yep. So then she also wanted to serve cross-culturally or just like you got married and then kind of decided or how did that happen? Yeah, actually, um, when we stepped into our relationship and decided to start dating, um, this was after our second summer of the internship, um, it was really cool. She was considering coming back and serving with JV full-time um, as a, a single woman. Mm-hmm. And then I also was praying and considering what would a life of ministry, especially in the Czech Republic, what would that look like? And so once uh, we started dating and then we got engaged and, and we got married, um, we felt like that confirmation just grew stronger. Wow. Um, yeah, it was kind of game over <laughs> after that. And yeah, through like, good counseling, like marriage counseling, and then an awesome dynamic community um, back in the States and in our Czech community as well, who knew us, Mm -hmm. they were all like, yep, we affirm like, this is really cool that the Lord brought your stories together. Mm. So yeah, I think now, like when I look back on it, I guess my encouragement for, for those listening today is to, to take that step of faith. Um, even if it seems tiny, even if it seems insignificant, even if it feels really bizarre or confusing, um, because then over time you kind of look back and you see this lifetime of of small steps um, in the right mm-hmm. direction. Mm-hmm. So Ooh, yeah, that, yeah, that's good. That's good. You, gotta, you have to take those those steps of faith. Those like, what's happening? Because you don't yep. know, you don't know that you know. Yeah. Ten ten years later, after getting married, you're going to be living in the Czech Republic. You don't know, you know what's around the corner. So that's that whole. I mm. love that relationship with Jesus. Like you just like hold hands and walk together. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, go. Amen. Yeah, I, there's that one um, that one GIF. If some I'm, some maybe have seen it, where it's like someone riding down a roller coaster, and it's like me and the Holy Spirit, yes. and one's like. <laughs> Someone's like terrified. Another person's like, hands up, let's go. Yes. So that that has become um, definitely uh, my life. It's it's an adventure with Jesus. I love that. I love that image too. It makes me laugh every time I see it. Life with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's like, let's go. And you're like terrified. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So that how yeah. long have you lived in the Czech Republic now? Last week, we celebrated our five-year anniversary. Whoa, yeah. that's a big deal. We like to yeah. celebrate like the 5, 10, 15. That's a milestone. That's a huge, that's a big it deal. It is. Yeah. Congratulations. It is. Yeah, it, thank you. It, it really felt significant because, you know, when you're at the beginning, you're like, okay, I'll, maybe we'll get to five. And um, those five years seem really long, but they're also really short. So. Yes. Yeah. 
So then yeah. what does your local ministry look like now? Were you always in Usti? Or like, yeah. why did you choose that region of the Czech Republic? Yeah, great question. Yeah. <laughs> um, we So we came over, we brought a team over when I was a youth pastor in the States. We brought a, a short-term team from Wisconsin. And we did this big multi-city, multi-church camp that was doing English and fusion. Mm-hmm. And so that was back in 2017. And we got to meet um, the pastor, his wife, and, and a lot of the leaders from our church that we're at now. And so then just kind of in that discerning process of where would we go um, or where would we be placed uh, once we arrived in Czech, um, we felt like this was the place. We love the people here. Uh, we we just dove right in. So we've been part of the youth group for these years now. Um, we meet on Wednesdays, on Thursdays, we have fusion and our church truly loves young people. It's it's beautiful. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's an aspect of what we do. We come alongside those leaders. Um, we're really investing into those teams, uh, trying to really create one uh, united youth ministry here in our church. And then the other aspect of my job that I love is regional ministry. So we get to work with about seven churches here in the region, um, helping coaching with coaching and mentoring um, and equipping their youth leaders and their their like youth leadership teams. Um, so mm-hmm. that, yeah, I just love uh, working with leaders, watching their eyes light up when they they have breakthrough, um, watching them catch Jesus' mission for making disciples. Yeah, it's it, it's incredible. So, mm-hmm. so then regionally, how many youth leaders would that be, like in the region? Yeah, yeah. Um, it depends because every. <laughs> Every church has, you know, some of them have like the main youth leader and then some of them have mm-hmm. teams around that leader. But I would say right now, like maybe 10, 10 to 12 leaders that we get to support okay. and come alongside. Yeah. Yes. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. That's just that imagery of like people's eyes lighting up when they like catch something new or, you know, realize this aspect mm-hmm. of the Lord or like, oh, ministry can look this way. You know, all those kinds of things that, yeah, uh, that come with serving youth leaders. That's exciting. Yeah. And I would say too, we we love the ministry of hospitality. Oh. Uh, that is super fun for us. Have students over, have leaders, um, teammates over. Uh, I'll never forget, this was very early on, maybe our second year, we had been walking with a student and she had made the decision uh, to follow Jesus. And it, it was it was just really, really beautiful to be part of the journey and part of her story. And I remember a, a while after she left and she said, your kids are the secret weapon. <laughs> so yes. Sarah and I, we just have taken that um, to heart because we remember sitting down with this student, right? And there's like dirty diapers and food being spilled everywhere and running around and right. It wasn't necessarily this picturesque view of, of disciple making, mm-hmm. um, but, but we see how, yeah, the Lord, um, this, this specific student and commented like, I had never seen a marriage like that before and mm-hmm. had never seen like that kind of love within a home, like with parents and their kids before. Mm. Um, so yeah, we love the being here, serving together and we see, see ourselves as a family on mission. Yeah, for sure. I have personally witnessed that in many 
homes, like with, with Josiah Venture missionaries, that they like just invite people into their mess. And they're like, well, laundry's over here. You know, dinner, yeah. d- dinner's on the stove, half cooked. And it's like, yes. come right on in. And I've like, Amen. yes, I've heard that from so many young people that they're like, I did not grow in a, up in a house like that. Like my parents mm-hmm. would want like the whole house to be perfect, let alone if you get an invite into someone's home in Europe, you know, that's like a big deal to be in, invited into someone's home. And then for just like the children to be a part of the ministry and for youth to say, wow, I've never seen a marriage like that. Wow, I've never seen parenting like that. Like that, that's a secret weapon. I like that. That's the children are the yeah. secret secret weapon. <laughs> Yeah, so we're thankful, thankful um, just to be in this this season, and yeah, to be working with the students and leaders and churches. Like, mm-hmm. really, is it? It's a gift. Yes, that is a gift. That is, and then also, so locally, regionally, oh, wider team. Even with all of Josiah Venture, recently we've started doing these master classes um, just for internal purposes of like professional development and things like that. And so you have led a masterclass on intentional self-leadership. So how would you, de- how would you define that? And yeah. what, what does that masterclass look like for people listening? Yeah, no, great question. Um, I love the masterclass. First of all, it's been such a fun journey. Um, and honestly, like, this experiment. So how it all started was a couple years ago, I taught a session for one of our um, like first year missionary trainings in something we call Academy. And um, I talked with the leaders after afterwards and um, one of the main leaders said, could we kind of make this into a masterclass? So I was like, sure, let's try it. Okay. So we, <laughs> so we put it together and um, we started coming up with kind of the overall concepts and basically uh yeah, what what happened was we launched this masterclass, curious of, of what would resonate and what would connect with leaders. And as I started to open up these conversations around, you know, hurried leadership, what it, what's kind of the culture and um, just the, the chaos that we often experience in ministry and in our culture today, and then starting to look at the example of Jesus how he was intentional with how he lived his life and how especially he he wasn't afraid to go retreat away and be with the father. Um, basically, it, we we now help leaders walk through their, their daily, weekly, monthly, and annual rhythms. Oh. And what's really beautiful about this, Gwen, is that all of this, I would call it intentional self-leadership, um, came out of, from my friend and mentor, Josh Yates, Oh, who, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's now staff with Josiah. Yeah, Venture. I was like, I know him. And, <laughs> yeah, he's been on the podcast. Yes. You know, he, so what's really cool is when I was starting out youth ministry in the States in Wisconsin, I met Josh at a conference. Oh, because he's and, like from Portland. So it's like. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we literally met in Texas. He's He was from Portland. I was serving, living out in Wisconsin and I came to this conference in like my first year of full-time youth ministry. And I was like, I need help. Like I need support. I need a mentor. And so he had led a training about Jesus. And I just walked up to him afterwards. was like, hey, would you consider discipling me? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, yes. it, and it's turned into like this friendship and, and he's taught me so, so much. But one of the, one of the big concepts has been 
um, yeah, patterning my life after Jesus and not, um, yeah, being with the Father uh, for a few days annually and then monthly. There's some stuff that that I tried to do and and yeah, mm-hmm. weekly and daily, which we we can go into more. If, yes, what? <laughs> but, yes, I do. Like, what are some of those specifics of what does that look like for you? With yeah. the daily, weekly, and month, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's it's awesome. So annually, I go on an annual retreat, usually two to three days. Just um, you, just me, solo, solo. Yeah. Yep, yep. So for usually two or three days, um, I practice various spiritual disciplines like silence or, or solitude or prayer. Um, but yeah, during those those days, I'm I'm first looking back at what happened in the last year, uh, marking that, recording that, journaling through that, praying what happened, and then I spend time intentionally just pausing, stopping, listening. Okay, God, um, you know what what do I take with me? What do I need to let go of? And then I, I start to look forward at the the year to come and ask God for direction, ask Him mm. for help outlining you know, what are those key areas that I can lean into this year, both personally, like maybe some areas of my character that uh, he he would like to work on and we can work on or um, areas of the ministry that I could lean into more. So that's kind of, that happens in that annual retreat. Um, and is it, that like- It's it, phenomenal. Is that in January? Do you like start at the beginning of the year? Or? <laughs> so, so that's a good question. This year I tried January. Other years I've done December. And I also okay. know other leaders that like to do it in August or like the beginning of the school year. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, so kind of, you know, pick pick your flavor, pick your pick time. Where, of, pick where your year will begin. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And then once a month um, I retreat, just again, me and the Lord. And then I go through, okay, God, what happened in this last month? Where did I see you? Um, where was I resisting you? Mm. And just again, going through maybe some of those areas or some of those goals that I outlined for the year. And so that's monthly. And that that time is super precious and sacred, but it always, as as many of us know, like in ministry, it's can be demanding. Um, calendars, fill up quickly. Yeah, <laughs> so, they do. They so do. yeah, that's, that's like, you know, that concept of like kind of puts your big rocks in first and then pour the sand in afterwards. I would mm-hmm. say that that retreat is, it's a big priority for me um, each month. And then yeah, weekly, weekly's fun. Our family, since coming to check, uh, the Lord graciously has taught us how to Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't take Sabbathing very serious until we've been here, and now we really love that weekly habit. The Shabbat um, Shalom. Yes. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Yes, yes. And then on Sunday night, Sarah and I we have we call it our marriage meeting, and oh, yeah. her and I meet. We use a resource called the Marriage Journal and go through some questions um, and. Yeah, sync up our calendars, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then once a week, just on my own, usually also on Sunday night, I'll sit down and just take 20 to 30 minutes. First, thanking God for what happened last week, pausing and praying what's to come, and then asking him, like, who can I pray for? What can I focus on in the next week? So that's the weekly, I call it the weekly review. The weekly Um, review with Ben Robertson. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's good. The last one is daily. Um, I love early mornings with Jesus. 
Me too. That's, Me too. That's nice. Uh, so yeah, I journal, I pray. This year I'm doing the 365-day Bible um, yeah. reading plan, which has been fun. Um, and then I also just do, like call it like the daily review. So usually 10, 15 minutes, um, just asking God what's what's ahead during the day. Yeah, do you have specific questions for that or just, oh, like, God, what do you have? Yeah, that one... Um, Right now, yeah, no, I don't have specific questions. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's no, often that's more. <laughs> yeah, no, it's often more me listening. <laughs> no, that's you know, good. I, yeah. I'm sometimes the, like the the chatty prayer person that's like always writing or praying, but that needs to practice more listening. So, yeah, no, I I need to do that too. I'm I'm always like <laughs> you know monologue to God, blah, yeah. word vomit, and it's like oh, yep. God's like, can you just just hold on. <laughs> yeah. I like scribble out the whole f- first page of the journal. And then I was like, oh, wait, I should pause and stop for a minute. <laughs> but it's like, you know, you got to get that out. Yes. So. so what's your ideal wake up time in the morning? Um, Lately, it's 5.30 a.m. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because it's, it's nice to have 20 to 30 minutes quiet that I'm also wired more introvert. So I like to just refill in that, that quiet time. Um, so yeah, usually get up before the, the home is up and yeah. yeah, enjoy some some early mornings with Jesus. I love that too. I love getting up early. I was up at six this morning and it's just like, I don't, it just sets, sets my heart right <laughs> for the day. Yeah, no, <laughs> to for get real. up early, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really great. I love that just this thinking of the daily, weekly, monthly, annual rhythms that we need mm-hmm. to be intentional about in our lives. And because people say like, if it's not on your calendar, it's not going to happen. Or just to really like set aside times, like you said, like put in the big rocks first and then totally. fill with sand. Um, that imagery is so great. Because if you just put sand in, you're, you can't, the rocks, they're not going to fit. You know, <laughs> they're just not going to fit people. Yep. No, I tried. I'm, I'm no lie. I tried this. I went out to the playground. I got two buckets and I got these small rocks and, and I did the actual experiment. I ended up using it at the end of last year with some leaders. And it is true. I confirm it. Confirm. Um, this experiment is actually true. You got to you gotta put your big rocks in first. Big rocks first. <laughs> yeah. Get a, I need like a physical reminder of that, like in my house of just like a jar of rocks yeah. with yeah. sand. Hundred percent. So that's great. I love that you like that. The Lord led you even to like using what He was doing in your own life, and then offering that to others. And your masterclass, like always, like fills up so quick with uh, with all of us just adventure people needing to learn some good rhythms. And so, thank you for for taking the time to bless our team with that, and then people listening too, like. I just encourage them to think about what are your daily, weekly, monthly, annual rhythms. Like I've done, I haven't done it every year, but when I have done an annual like weekend away with the Lord, it has always without fail been just the most amazing time with Jesus. And so yeah. I encourage everyone yeah. to do that. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yes, yeah, so beautiful. Like, ah, God just wants to spend time with us. And that is incredible. Like, I'm just like, get overwhelmed with that thought of, wait, you want to spend time with me? Uh, That's great. Oh, man. And then something else in your life, Ben, that has been amazing 
and revolutionized your life is coaching. What is coaching, Ben? And also, I would love for you to talk about even how you relaunched your Instagram account with a new focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, share a little bit about this uh, coaching and your, yeah, <laughs> in your life. <laughs> of course, for sure, for sure. No, thanks for asking. I um, The journey actually started, uh, yeah, back in 2019. Um, I had the opportunity to go uh, to actually to London to, be a, to become a Gallup Strengths coach. And this was a tool that Sarah and I had had found when we first got married and we had started using it in our marriage. And then um, when I was in seminary at Bethel, one of my professors, he used this tool with a group of us leaders. So yeah, at the beginning kind of our missionary journey here, I, I went to this training, I got the certification and I, and I started to use the strengths tool more intentionally with the leaders here in our contacts and even yeah. within our COM and JV, uh, just I venture team. And so that that was kind of like the first step where I was like, I really, there's something about this that I really love. And so then I um, actually, one of the the coaches at that training um, also did these other certification programs. And so I ended up um, like right after, shortly after COVID, I started a new certification program. Um, and just as of last week, I passed all through my assignments and Whoa. I'm officially certified. So <gasps> congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So all that to say, it's been, it was a three-year process, but in that three years, um, you know, we had to do lots of writing and studying and reading about what coaching is and what it isn't. And then on top of that, we needed to do 75 hours of practice. Um, and then we had even like supervision. It's just all that stayed like a very intense process. But what I started to see was um, this training and this more so even this way of being, of like showing up and being a coach, mm-hmm. it, it started to impact all the other areas of my life. So it started to change the way I showed up as a husband and the way that I was showing up with my kids as a dad. Um I've seen now, right, that coaching is giving me that gift and also that encouragement to be curious. Mm -hmm. I think in the past, it was really easy for me to just, you know, try to grab control or to be critical or to critique something. But now I'm like, wait, like, what would this situation look like if I was curious? Or what are the questions here? Mm -hmm. And so rather than like maybe even being scared of change or um, scared of new things, I'm starting to just show up like, really curious about stuff. Yeah. That's really helped me. Um, I would say the other sweet gift that coaching has helped me more personally is just learning the skill of being present. Mm -hmm. I think in ministry, especially, or um, just in general as in leadership, there's a lot of pressure of like, yeah, we need to be present for people. Like we need to show up. We need to be present. And I agree with that, but I don't think, that we always realize, I think that's a skill. Like yes. it's not just something that you just show up like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm so present. But I think it's actually something that we have to learn and something we work on and over time that we can improve. Um, so coaching has helped me be more present for people um, in my life. Yes, to like know how to ask like the questions and just being yeah. there for people. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, I think too, like uh, for sure, coaching does involve questions. So it has uh, helped helped grow my awareness um, around different kinds of questions and um, how how questions can really unlock opportunities and they can unlock new possibilities for people. 
Um, they're also so generative. Like they, it's like, it's fun to just, I wonder about this. And then, oh, I wonder about this. And you can just, there can be so much um, possibility and imagination that comes from questions. Um, mm. Yes. So those are, those are a few things. But then to answer your second question, kind of this, this idea of Instagram came about. Again, more on a personal level, I, I found that I had become very much a consumer like mm-hmm. I love Instagram, love the videos, love the artwork, the creativity, love those aspects of it. But I was showing up on there and it was just consuming. Yeah. And instead I was like, I would love to start creating. I would love to contribute. I would love to tap into that God-given potential and creativity that he's given us. Um, another fun reason is I love to write. Oh. So yeah, I, I have this like pretty core memory from fifth grade where I got invited to go to this writer's conference and full circle, it was at Bethel where I ended up doing like my seminary. Yeah, yeah. So like God's like cool weaving of that that thread was awesome. But all that to again, all that to say is that I actually wanted to create more accountability around writing. Like I, it's like oh, I'll just write something cool. Okay, now I'm just gonna write something. But when it's like I write this for someone or I have mm. this person in mind, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I really that was really inspiring for me and. Okay, true confession. Uh, I'm writing a book. <gasps> a book? Yeah. You heard it here yes. first, folks. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting it out there in here public. Here it is. Accountability on the podcast. Yes. Ben is yes. writing. Okay, so what podcast is this book? Accountability. What is this book going to be about? Yeah, so it is it really building off of what I shared about the masterclass, about what I shared about attentional self-leadership. Um, I have the title. But I can't share it yet. Um, but it oh is my. about intentional self leadership. Okay, I have to I have to hold the title. Oh. But fun fun news in December, um, I finished the first manuscript, and so we have moved on to the revision stage. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, so wait, hold on, <laughs> drop hold mic. on, Mike, <laughs> drop. That is right. So, like, when can I? When can people? Okay, we're excited now. When can we expect this book to be available for us to read? That's a, that's a great question, Gwen. I really would love to share the deadline and the goal for that, but I'm not ready to commit. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we'll accept it. But um, yeah, no, I, I I'm writing this book, and and so I'm having fun. Um, yeah, writing stories and writing chapters for that, revising stuff. I'm having fun writing stuff on Instagram. But on a, on a greater scale, like the heart behind uh, putting things more out in the world, especially on Instagram, was I want to impact more leaders. Um, mm-hmm. The more that I see these leaders that we're working with about intentional self-leadership and really going to the heart of their, their ministry, um, patterning their life after Jesus, I seen them resonate with that and um, the connections and breakthroughs and things that are happening there. I, I, w- I would love to share that. Um, mm-hmm. with others mm-hmm. yeah and I love I love resources like yeah. I love creating things I love um yeah I just I, I had like 20 pages of content written and I was like it's time I put some stuff out in the world just get <laughs> it out there in the world people that's what we need uh, yeah. That's what I love that about Instagram too. Is not just because I'm the Josiah Venture social media manager, but it's just yes, you are. What 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 what? Uh, <laughs> but it's more like wow, this is a really great platform to not mm-hmm. just consume, but to create. Mm-hmm. And as 
believers, I feel this is so important for us because we need to create things that are Jesus-centered, that are kingdom-focused, yeah. that aren't just, you know, the mindless scrolling. Um, yeah. But like, wow, this could really impact someone. And oh, wow, I can read this caption on what you post, or I can share it easily. Like those are the things mm-hmm. too, the easily shareable content. Like I love it when you share something, it's like, whoa, what happened? It's because people shared it and it resonated with yeah. them. And so that yeah. has, though the ripple effects can be really powerful mm-hmm. with a tool like Instagram. So woo, don't get me started. Well, <laughs> and I was, no, Gwen, and I was thinking about that actually, like in the past, right? Ministry was always contextualized. It was always tied to a place. Right. Right. When you think back to like the life of Jesus, yeah, it was, it was what was happening there in that time, in that specific place, in that moment of time. But today, like ministry now, like we have the opportunity to do online ministry that actually can go across time zones, can go across languages. Like that just blows my mind that now ministry has such a, what's even the word? Like it just has the ability to cross. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 it has a reach where it's no longer, like I, I can minister in person face-to-face, but you could also minister and impact a leader sitting in a different country, different time zone mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that even you've never met. Like yeah. there's some there's huge potential and like and I, I agree with you like let's let's put that under the lordship of Jesus and see what he can do with that. Mhm. I'm excited. I've been following you on what is it? You're Ben the coach, Ben underscore Ben the coach. Ben underscore Correct. the underscore coach, right? <laughs> Getting ben carried away with underscores. <laughs> underscore this, underscore that. That's okay. Um so if anyone out there go follow uh, Ben the coach, great content. Yeah. Great content Thank out you. there. And soon a book. Okay. This is like a trailer <laughs> to your book, like a little preview. <laughs> the, your Instagram account. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, Ben. Yes. I am excited just for what the Lord has for you in this and using your love for writing since what you said, the fifth grade. <laughs> oh yeah. And I love that even looking back, I think everyone can look back at their the story of their life and think, oh, wow, this thing I was excited about when I was little, oh, how is that showing up in your your life today? Like, I loved doing all these crafts and, like, gluing things and creating. And I, today, I love to paint. It's, like, one of those, like, expressions mm. that I— So I think everyone can look back. Guys, look back at your childhood and think, what was I excited yes. about? And how can God, <laughs> how, how can God use that today? <laughs> writing and riding Arabian horses. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just waiting, Ben, for these horses to come back. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> Full circle, guys. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, we're coming, we're coming to the end of our interview today. And the question we ask everyone on the podcast because we work with young people with Josiah Venture. We're all about training and equipping young leaders is what advice would you give to young people today? Yeah, never before in the history of the world has there been more noise, more distraction, more chaos. Um, And as, as the world continues in this unrelenting pace, I believe that the world will be defined, the tomorrow will be defined by those radical resistors, those leaders and world changers who stop, who persist, who remain, and who imitate the greatest influencer of all time, Jesus. Yeah. Yes. 
The great, thank you. The greatest influencer of all time was Jesus. And so, yeah, I believe that we're all disciples of something. So the question always comes back to who are you being discipled by or what are you being discipled by? Mm. And I love the question then of who's influencing you. And ultimately, I love to ask young people, who are you becoming? Mm. And so Mm -hmm. my heart is, um, yeah, pattern your life around eternal things. Uh, Pattern your life around lifelong kingdom pursuits and influence. And more than anything, pattern your life around the one who bore death so you could live, Jesus. Um, He's greater, he's higher, and he's so much better than we can know and we can imagine. That's amazing. Ben, that just warmed my heart, literally. I was just like, just you saying those words. Thank you for sharing that. I needed to hear that today. Um, Yeah, how are you pattering? Pattering? No, pattering. (laughs) I can't say that word. It's a hard one. <laughs> what are you building your life around? Let's just change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's are do it. Let's do it. Your life? No, thank you, Ben. And just, is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners today or just anything else on your heart that we didn't talk about? Any other hidden, you know, talents of horseback riding you need to share about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just wanted to end with saying thank you, Gwen, for for capturing these stories um, and for investing into um, all the leaders that listen to this. So thank you for helping um, pull out these stories and find them and, and just bringing life to this podcast. It's, it's a blessing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. It's, it's a joy for me to, to do this, for this to be my job, which is like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Excited. Yes. So thank you. And thank you for, being on the podcast, thank you for the work that you're doing in the Czech Republic and in all of Josiah Venture too, just with the master classes and all those kinds of things. Thank you for bringing your talents um, and sharing them with people around you. So, yay! Thanks, thank awesome. you and um, ahoy. Ahoy. <laughs> ahoy. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Josiah Venture Stories. For more information about who we are and our vision and mission, visit us at josiahventure.com and follow us on social media. If you have any questions about this episode or like to get in touch with our guest, please email social at josiahventure.com. To help more people hear about this podcast, please leave us an honest written review or share this episode on your social media. Thank you, friends, and have a blessed day.